Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. It's a lovely March 20th out there, folks. Thank you for dialing in again and being patient with me. Most importantly, my name is Leister. I'm your host, and I am providing you an update. Today's update is going to focus around the episode, the last episode, the recent episode, because it may help some people, because the folks that listen to my show fall right in the age range for which this is most relevant, and I figured I would share the knowledge. I will spare you the disgusting part of the details and simply focus on the outcomes and outputs and inputs. So. I mentioned I was in extreme amounts of pain to the point that Wednesday's episode, I was not in any position to perform. And the reason for that is tied to my update because of what was happening. This is what I will share. I was recently fully diagnosed with shingles. I didn't know what was happening. All I knew is I was in more pain than I've ever felt. Now, let me break down the story because if you've never had shingles, I'd like to help you understand what you might be up against and some things that you might consider doing. So normally it is recommended that, you know, once you hit your fifties, you should consider the shingles vaccine. And I'm a strong advocate of that because of certainly now as what I felt, but even like for people that are 50 and older, I certainly recommend any sort of vaccination that helps you avoid debilitating type illnesses, which I'll get to in a second. I've always done. So that's when you're 50 and older, I'm not quite yet 50. I'm old, but I'm not quite yet 50. So I took it on face. Okay, I got a little bit of ways. And at some point, I'm going to have to get cracking on this business of, you know, vaccination and, and for certain of these diseases. So I had never taken a shingles vaccine because I believed there was not a logical reason to do it yet. It wasn't that I was never going to do it, simply that I didn't believe I was in a position to need to do it yet. So I can't recall, I'm being honest, I can't recall if I ever caught chicken pox. The shingles disease is essentially the same virus that causes chicken pox. It's just, it's attacking your immune system in a different way. And I'll get to that in a second, but I don't remember if I ever caught chicken pox. I'm assuming I had a chicken box vaccine as a kid, but I don't recall this. I don't believe I would have had another one or a booster because there was a point in the distant past. So you're thinking eighties when parents were told certain vaccines were good for life, which wasn't true. Turned out not to be true. I remember that about MMR. So I can't say what I did or didn't take as a kid. My assumption is that I must have caught chicken pox at some point based on certain points where I felt like crap, but I can't say for sure. So I'm going to guess here, this must have hit me sometime around the month of the week, rather of of the sixth of this month. And they have certain trigger factors. One of them is age itself. One of them is the, whether you had a vaccine as a kid and and whether you had any boosters and that, 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 and then They said things like stress and that sort of thing. I've never been stressed like recently. There's always the frustration of incompetence. That's always been there. But you can tell that basically my communication didn't really change. I've just gotten to a level with certain idiots. That's, but that's not stress. That's just general frustration with incompetence. I was never concerned about it. Like 
Plenty did freak me, but we're talking like a year ago. So I was, I'm good in terms of like levels. If anything, if the, if stress were a trigger, what I'm, my point is, if stress were a trigger, it should have hit me sometime in Q1 of 2022 because I was bad, <laughs> bad uh, during that time. That would have been where I was at the point of real concern of something. Now, no, you know, with, with the car and all that stuff was not stressful. It's just, again, dealing with incompetent people. So I was feeling good generally, just I'm tired of stupid people around here. So then I'm thinking I must have, this must have really hit me week of the sixth. I had started feeling as I routinely had done, you know, sometimes I'll get pain, like a joint pain, elbow, shoulder, uh, neck, you know, because I unfortunately as a kid was very bad with my sleep position, very, very bad with it. And then as far as elbow, you know, I've, I've fallen off different things and, you know, I've sometimes I've lifted more than I probably should have. So, and shoulders always been kind of a weird thing because there were times when I was doing weightlifting and probably put too much on, or there was all these different things that, that have built up over time that I knew okay, I've got weird things. I'm not going to worry about it. So I didn't think about the pain. I just basically bought some biofreeze and dealt with it or got some pain uh, patches and just dealt with it. I don't, I, I do my very best not to do pain medication. I try not to take any medication at all because I don't like I don't want the dependency. I don't want the problems. I don't want the risk. So I'll do everything else. I'll do naturals. I'll do, you know, salves, balms, whatever I can do. And that has worked so far. I've never had a problem. Well, recently this, the pain started happening in my arm. Now my arm, it was pristine. There was nothing visibly wrong. It's just, it was hurting like crazy. So I was buying, you know, I bought some salves, some biofreeze, and I was applying it and seemed like it would work, but it was not lasting as long as I thought it should do. So then my next level was the, the patch and the patch seemed like it was working and it wasn't having any issues, but then I was noticing that wasn't lasting as long. So then my next level is to do a balm, which is tiger balm, shout out to them, something like a balm. And then I have a compression sleeve and let that kind of set. And that usually deals with anything else that I might think of. Well, it seemed to work. So I took off the compression sleeve, didn't think about it. Pain comes back and it's even worse now. And I'm not understanding why, because this is really weird. And it's only my right arm and I'm left-handed for reference. So it's only my right arm and it doesn't make any sense. Again, my arm is pristine at this point. So I kind of not think too much about it. I just say, I'll just apply whatever. And if it gets a certain level of pain, I'll start calling in the pain medication. All of a sudden I start to get little, I can't, I can only describe them as welts on my arm at the time. They're like welts on the inside of my arm. And it's only on the inside of my arm. It's not on the top of my arm. It's nowhere else. It's only on the inside, right in the, in the near the inner elbow. I don't think about it. I figure maybe there's some allergic reaction. One of the bombs I've used, one of them is somewhat new. It's the same chemicals, but it's a different bomb. So I figure maybe one of the carriers I'm allergic to is something. I know what I'm generally allergic to, but who knows? It could be something new. So I had stopped with all the bombs. I didn't think about it. Didn't take any, and I'm just going to deal with the pain. Well, the pain gets worse and worse and worse. Now I'm calling in the pain meds. My go-to was always naproxen. I don't take the recommended dosage because I never have needed to, which is two. I always take one and it's almost always worked. I can count numerous times. It just works and I never have to do it again for months. In this case, I take the one naproxen, nothing happens. Okay, that's kind of a problem. Next day, I take another naproxen, nothing happens. Okay, that's really a problem. Let me step up. So now I get, in this case, uh, it's Tylenol. 
And so Tylenol is a different, so it's not the NSAID like it is with the Proxen. So I figured the Tylenol, let's give it a shot. It initially works. And then, okay, I'm figuring goo. And then the next time it's not working. Now, meanwhile, I'm starting to get a little bit more of these. And the ones that are there are starting to bubble up on the skin. And I'm starting to get a little bit more. There's not a lot yet. It's still in one contained area, but I'm starting to get more. And they're popping up and then they're starting to kind of clump together in one pocket of my arm. So now I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's a pretty bad allergic reaction. Pain increases even more. Now, at this point, I'm certain that there's something wrong. I just can't think of what it is. Most of the pain is in my shoulder and it almost feels like what I think I would feel if I had arthritis. And I can't say I do or don't have arthritis. I'm saying that based on the way it felt, it was just this kind of radiant pain directly on the shoulder joint. And so I have some, it's called Voltaren and it's for arthritis related pain. And usually for any joint, you can add just a small dab and it'll make it go away if it's truly arthritis related. So I've done that on my knee on a couple of occasions, never have done it on shoulder, tried it here, nothing happened. All right, time to bring in the big dogs. So I buy some Motrin, ibuprofen. <laughs> and the Motrin, it seems to help a little bit but it doesn't last. Pain increases. Now it's unbearable. And when I say unbearable, I'm saying I couldn't even stand up straight. That's how bad it was. Like if I were to try to stand, I'm instantly forced like involuntary crook over because I can't stand up straight. It just won't let me. And every time the pain kind of radiates back in strong, it's almost like it pushes me down. It, and it's, it's hard to describe that, but it's like your body is not doing what you want it to do, which is, you know, hold your back up straight. Da, da, da. Your body doesn't want to do that. It wants to push you down. It's like something is literally pushing you down. And it's because of the way this thing goes. So <laughs> now that now I'm looking at my arm and it's getting to the state that it's currently at close to it, which is I've got, it's still on the inside of my arm. It's never left to the top, but it's spread up to the rear of my shoulder. Nothing's in the front, but the rear of my shoulder and to my rear shoulder blade on the right. And then it's it's got a clump of it in the top center, just below the nape of my neck. I'd say probably about three inches below the nape of my neck. It's clumped up there, so you can tell where it traveled. But it's all concentrated on the right side. Now, the pain was lasting all throughout last week. I was truly suffering the entire, you know, not last week, but the end of the week of the sixth through midweek last week, it was just suffering. So I had the idea, I got a uh, arm sling, put in the arm sling, pain goes away because I had taken pressure off the shoulder during the arm sling. So that at least allowed me to you know, function reasonably. I could walk. It wasn't having too much of an issue doing this. Separately, I had done a telehealth visit with a dermatologist. Shout out to MD Live. That's mdlive.com. I do recommend them, by the way for telehealth if you're interested. And the way they work is you take photos of the area in question, and it's not just for when you're sick. You can do it for some weird, you know, injury or something. But you take photos of it, minimum two, send it to them three days later, three business days later. They come back with a diagnosis, treatment plan, and they send, if there's a prescription needed, they'll send the prescription to your pharmacy of choice to go pick up the next day after they issue it. So, when he diagnoses me with shingles, I'm like, okay, well, that would explain the mysterious nature of what I'm seeing. But 
What I didn't know was about shingles itself and the reason that it just decided to onset to me now. And I still don't, truly. This is what I wanted to talk about. So now, for me, personally, being not 50 yet, being not of an age where I would have been in the recommendation pool for any sort of vaccination for shingles, there is conflicting information about who can get it. One of the bosses with one of my, with my first endeavor, actually he got it very recently too. He actually got it a couple of weeks ago. He's in his thirties. The NIH claims that even children can get it. And regardless of whether they recover from chicken pox. Now, I don't know anybody out there. If you have children and you were speaking to a, a primary care physician or somebody what you were told about the risk vector based on chicken pox and whether you caught it, whether you recovered, any of this, if it applies in your situation, I'm sharing what NIH said, which is they say anybody can catch it all the way down to children, regardless of whether you had and recovered from chicken pox, regardless of whether you had the chicken pox vaccine. I find that very odd. I'm not saying I don't believe them. I'm saying it's odd. Because if it's true that you could have had the vaccine, so let's say you had the vaccine and you didn't catch chickenpox, let's say the vaccine did its job, that you theoretically could still catch shingles because of the same virus way later in life because it was still dormant in you. It just, the vaccine just prevented it from being able to take, but it didn't, you know, prevent it from, it, your body didn't get rid of it, in other words. So even when your immune system is supposed to be at its peak, it still wasn't able to completely get rid of it. If that's the case, it changes to what we were told, at least what I was told, in the risk, because it means anybody theoretically could fall to it. Unless you were one who got the shingles vaccine at a younger age, simply because of paranoia or whatever, even then they say that may not necessarily keep you from getting it. Okay? <laughs> and then apparently you're supposed to only get it one time, but you could get it more than once. It's just highly unlikely you get it more than twice. So given everything and given what my uh, primary, my care, the dermatologist care provider was saying and my experience, here's the trail end of the story. When I was in high school, so this is before I was 18, when I was in high school. I was playing in the, I was field. I was one of the fields. I think I was working Third base, I believe it was. No, it was, I think it was second base. Second base and the other idiot was third base. But basically the, the other person hit a pop fly and I knew where it was going. I knew I could catch it. It was easy work. And I told, I, like you're supposed to, I yelled out, I got it to everybody. I got it. And people already knew I was one of the best fields they had. It's a sunny day, but I already knew how to catch this dude. But I needed to focus. I said, I got it. This idiot, who I think, again, was third base, all I knew and all I remember is I was looking up to try to catch the ball. I wasn't looking for somebody, and it's normally, if you watch baseball, this happens all the time. It shouldn't. It happens all the time. I was looking up at the baseball. All I remember as I was running towards the ball is this boom, impact, just a crazy impact. My hat goes flying. I'm on the ground for a while. And I'm like dazed forever such a second because I was, I was knocked out for a split second. And then the ball bounces near. I heard it. Then I get up and I'm, they're telling me what happened. It's like, yeah, he didn't, he, he kept on going and he said he could get it. I didn't hear him say that, but
but I had said mine first, no matter what. So that impact. So there's that. In the same high school now, this would have probably been my senior, no, probably junior year. I'm thinking junior year, maybe sophomore year. Can't remember which, but actually I think it was sophomore year. Ultimate, what I remember is it was a rainy day and I was running to get to, I think it was PE. I was running and in some schools, they have those metal maintenance hatches. It's a steel maintenance hatch that it, it flips open two doors. It flips open and you can lift up and down. It's one of those. And it's the metal grate thing. It was, it was raining and I had the backpack and I was running and my, I slipped on that metal grate and hit the ground hard, hard. Now adrenaline being what it was, I just hit, got up and kept going. And then the pain came in later. So there's that. I've been run over by a car, literally. I've been hit by a moving vehicle. It wasn't going fast, but the point is I was. I've fallen off various two-wheel vehicles of different designs. I've, of course, had, you know, body aches from the flu. I've done lifting of things where I probably wasn't suited for it, like when I worked at Staples and they had me lifting 200-pound desks where I was 150 pounds soaking wet. Like, I've, I've been in situations where pain was inflicted upon me because of the situation. None of those came anywhere close. Like if I had put those in some scale, I would put all of those roughly about a seven-ish. This was probably about a 30 in terms of the comparison of level of pain. The level of pain I felt when this comes on, and it, it does pass after like a week-ish, but during that period, the level of pain was bad enough. I've never felt pain like it before because what happens is, Shingles is traveling. It's actually traveling your nervous system. Just have a little joyride on your nervous system, creating stress and pressure across your system, but also on your joints to a degree, on your muscles to a degree, on your skin. It's, it's causing pressure everywhere it goes. So I've never felt pain like that before, ever before. And I would imagine if I were like in my 60s, you'd probably have felt like, okay, this is it. You know, I've had a good life and it looks like it's my time. That's how bad it is. I'm not exaggerating. Anybody that's had it will tell you it's a it's an excruciating level of pain. Mostly because it's like a it's like a dull ache. Sometimes it's a stabbing pain, but sometimes it's just like a dull ache that's super strong. Like everything's being squeezed or compressed. You can't best describe it other than that. And if somebody weren't healthy, I would figure it'd probably be harder for them to recover quickly. There are treatments out there. There's a shot that they do, which I wasn't going to do, but my care provider didn't even recommend it. He just offers some pills that you have to take every eight hours. Um, I can live with that. So I've been taking those. Uh, and then there's a cream that you apply over the affected area, which basically it reddens those parts that are uh, at risk. And then eventually it should help accelerate getting everything back to normal on the skin. So. I, again, tried to save you from the disgusting parts, but I wanted to share that because if anybody out there has not had shingles, I can tell you it's not a fun experience at all. And I, again, I cannot imagine or envision any experience I've ever had that's anywhere close in the level of pain than shingles. And that's saying something because I have a general high tolerance for pain. Like when I fell off my scooter very recently and I was 
probably going about 10 miles an hour and I did the barrel roll. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt. I, I didn't break anything, but it certainly hurt. But nowhere close. Nowhere close to this at all. At all. So hopefully it does not happen to you. It says one in four people will catch shingles at some point in their life. And the risk of it increases as you get older. But if you were told that it's only for 50 and over, that's not really true. You can apparently catch it at any age. It's just that the risk is much, much higher as you get older and certainly higher when you hit your 50s. But certain of people apparently don't see a value in getting vaccinated. You know, like if you're a kid or in your teens or something like that, they don't see a value in doing that. I don't have an opinion either way, but it's something to be aware of, especially if you're a new parent, it's something to be aware of because it's so debilitating. Like, let's say you catch it and you're a single parent. It's so debilitating. You might feel like you can't, you know, you're not able to be there for your kid. There were times I was, I was strongly considering getting myself a wheelchair because I could literally not get up and walk around. That's how bad it was. And so I figured I would share that to inform people about something they may or may not be aware of. And again, wish and hope that nobody has to go through what I did. And if you are getting older, I do think that the shingles vaccine might be a good thing to consider. Talk to your primary care physician about it and just get their thoughts. Hopefully you don't have any predispositions against it. But I think it's something to at least think of because it does seem like it. I, I think that the timing between that upper boss and me getting it and we're nowhere near, like he's in a completely different state. I just think the timing is very unique because he is significantly younger than I am. He's like, I think he's like 15 years younger than me and he got it. And then the timing was just so unique. I, I'm wondering if there's something seasonal around it. It could be tin foil, but hopefully that's been helpful to somebody out there. We will be on our regular recording going forward. I don't see a reason that I cannot do because the pain is completely gone now. And I'm just in treatment mode. Um, I'm I'm good. I am unfortunately not able to drive because the pills warn about dizziness. I'm going to test that this week and see how I feel. If I don't experience that side effect, I can potentially get on the road. I'm waiting to hear back from the current place about an option that would help me in uh, the relocation. But I have to do something with the other car. So. As it stands, I'm still here at least another week until I can vet out the medicine and just make sure I'm good to go because I wouldn't want to be dizzy on a day and a half drive. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.